Hello. Thank you for calling our Confinement Anxiety Helpline. To better assist you, please select one of the following options. For life-fulfilling prophecies, press 1. For door-to-door -door delivery of recreational narcotics, press 2. For our 100 recipes with ramen noodle solution app, press 3. For your stockbroker, press 4. All other callers should regularly listen to the From the Cheap Seats podcast. Take me out to the ball game. Uh. Go, let's go. Hello everyone and welcome to From the Cheap Seats, your favorite podcast for Frank, unapologetic and shamelessly opinionated Washington Nationals news outside the press box, the dugout, and the very informative stadium urinals. I am joined by University of Phoenix certified epidemiologist, Cassia. Hi. And our artificial intelligence engine and professional denier, Bernice. As the character of Commander Spock in the original Star Trek series said, it is not a lie to keep the truth to oneself. So, Cassia, here's my first question. Did the Astros' ownership invent COVID-19, otherwise known as the coronavirus, in order to obfuscate the sign-stealing scandal? They must be breathing a heavy sign of relief after um, they've been knocked off the headlines. What do you think? Um, no, I heard that it was actually invented by the U.S. military. <laughs> but getting back to baseball, you don't think the Astros, <laughs> just by the way, it happens to be a baseball podcast, just as a friendly reminder. <laughs> do you think Astros had anything to do with it? Um, I do not know. Okay. Not everything is about the Astros, unfortunately. Okay. I wish it was. I wish we could just talk about the Astros. But there is a climate of frenzy about this virus spreading across the world. Sure. Is sure. it justified? And as you're a prepper, um, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, of course it is. It's, I mean, it's really serious. If anything, I mean, people are scared, but I don't think that the majority of people really comprehend how much it's going to change our lives and for how long. So I don't think people should be frenzied, but they should be like somber and they should take it seriously. Sorry, that's not funny, but it's true. Yeah, I would prefer something funny. But do you have any <laughs> personal anecdotes that you would like to share of uh, insane hysteria? Um, no, you know, it, it hasn't been that bad where I am. I'm, I'm in New Mexico, I'm out here in the desert. Um, we don't have that many cases. And we're not that densely populated compared to other places. Mm -hmm. So, no, I mean, people are still going about their their lives. They close the schools here. Did they close the schools where you are? Yeah, yeah. They're not going to go back. They're not going to go back. Well, probably not. They'll probably not. Although there's <laughs> so still no thing. evidence I, I after all these weeks wish. of any communal spread. The only unconfirmed cases we have, which is like 10 in this county of 1.2 million people, also larger than Rhode Island, the state of Rhode Island, those are people who are directly related to this particular cruise on the River Nile. 
Well, uh, I, I think there's there's a lot of evidence of community spread. I mean, the majority. Oh, there is in, in various areas. Yeah, there just isn't. It hasn't really broken out here yet. Now I don't know why. Just because you haven't, just because you you haven't recorded, it doesn't mean it hasn't. It it most certainly has. Anyways, so so last Thursday, uh, six five days ago. Uh, MLB suspended spring training, and then they also said they were going to push back the season for two weeks. So it's the first time in U.S. history that we have been entirely without sports, even during World War I or World War II. They came up with other solutions, like League of Their Own. They had women's teams for, for baseball. But in addition to MLB, the NBA, the NHL, uh, Major League Soccer, uh, PGA, and tennis, they've all suspended their seasons. And even more than that, March Madness, a multi-billion dollar NCAA operation, outright canceled. Not even delayed. Outright canceled. So if you are a college senior and you think you're the next Michael Jordan, sorry, buddy, you're not going to get the career you're dreaming of. What do you think? Pretty serious, huh? Um, I mean, I really don't give a shit about any sports except for baseball. <laughs> um, but there is right now, I mean, people still have their NFL trades and stuff that they're obsessed with. Right, right. Because you can do that online, although they're not having the remember last year they had the gigantic uh, draft yes. party in Nashville yes. and, and you even wanted to go. I watched it because I didn't want to go. I watched it because they had Taylor a Swift Taylor or, Swift yeah. announcement. Yeah. yeah. So that I party is over. That was, that looked like a great, that looked like more fun than New York, um, New York on New Year's Eve. I mean, they were partying. Um, New York on New Year's Eve is not fun from what I understand. You like wear a diaper and stand in the cold for <laughs> <Yeah>. dinner. <laughs> a diaper and a catheter. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, yeah, that would, that's basically what it would have been at the draft. The sports element of this, I mean, who gives a shit, right? Like I am, you know, the people that, that matter, and we're going to get to this, that if we have to talk about the sports angle, the people that matter are the ones that work, you know, that work in these stadiums, that work in these arenas, that work in these ballparks. Those are the the people that are most affected because you know whatever they Brady lost their jobs. Fine. They lost their job. Like all those, everybody. Yeah, uh, the park people. we were at just it's only been what three weeks that we were at that park and we were surrounded by people who are supposedly and we were like ha 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 virus not here even though we were surrounded by people in their eighties with walkers and canes the target audience right and we we were just blissfully ignorant. And, but all those people that run that thing, all those security people, all those concessioners, all those beermen, they're out of a job. I don't know what they're going to do. What are they going to do? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it's really sad because when you think about it nationwide, I mean, the thing, the most of the people that were working at that, that spring training place, it was like, you know, it was retirees. They were doing it just for like, they got some extra money, but they weren't doing it for the money. But I think about the people in D.C., right. the people at Nats Park, right. that that building project was like a big jobs program in D.C. Well, and remember, it's not just and it baseball. It's lots the of NBA and the NHL are going into their I know, playoffs. I know, I know, I know. I know. When you think about Those are billion-dollar enterprises that are the poof. 
again, I'm not worried about the, the billions of dollars. I'm just thinking about the pe- all the people that are going to be employed in sports and then in every other sector, restaurants, retail, blah, 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 blah. Okay, since you are a woman of the people, um, person, person <laughs> of the people, um, I, it's an appropriate time to mention that the learners announced yesterday And uh, Bernice, could you uh, read the declaration for us? In response to the delay of the 2020 season, the Nationals have established a $1 million fund to support the dedicated stadium staff, who play such an important role in fostering a sense of community among our fans. Many of our stadium team members have been part of the Washington Nationals since the beginning. We know the decision to postpone the season was the correct one, but it would be wrong for the decision to disproportionately impact those individuals who rely on income from working games to help support their families. We wanted to begin to help lessen the worry associated with the season's delay. As a country, as a region and as a fan base we are stronger when we support one another. Now, there's no details how that money is allocated out right. to people, right. which which makes me worry a little bit. But um uh, that there are no details because there's no actual contract. But um, what do you think? I mean, and, and I should know that every other MLB, Major League Baseball team, also did the exact same thing. $1 million fund for the quote-unquote team members that support the te- the actual games in the stadiums. So it's a $30 million fund. What do you think, Kasia? Well, we know what hearts of gold the learner family has. (laughs) That's true. Hearts of gold is a good way to put it. And giving people what I know the Mother Teresa's of baseball. That's true. Um. (laughs) I mean, gosh, yeah. I mean, as I had the same kind of uneasy feeling reading that statement as I have reading a lot of things that have come out from various corporations or politicians in the last week or so, which is that, yes, like they need to give a million dollars, but that's just, it's a good start, but it's not enough, you know? And the problem is well, not if they're going to go to the all-star game, it might be okay for two weeks. Like everybody gets their paycheck or what they would have made for two weeks. I mean, there has to be, there's um, hundreds of people, there's uh, parking attendance. There's so many people involved in that hole in that park. They say just to open up a game costs a quarter of a million for a single game in that stadium. Even if nobody showed up just to have those people. there's over a thousand people that work there. Okay. Right. Um, it's it. in the hundreds. I don't know if it's a thousand. I haven't looked up the exact number, but it's definitely in the hundreds. I, I tried to look up how many people um, work in the stadium. Now I found an article about the Nationals, and it said that over a thousand people are employed by the Nationals, not not at the stadium. Just people that work for the team. Yeah, well, like, well, technically the stadium, because the learners refuse to pay for it, is owned by the District of Columbia. So they operate it and they lease it to the learners. They were responsible for the half a billion dollars it took to build the darn thing. So, which 
seemed like a, at the time everybody was screaming bloody murder that they were just like dropping trowel for the learners. Now it's like, okay, well, the stadium is worth something. You can't have baseball though. But <laughs> I don't know. But um, I think I think you could find it in the District of Columbia budget. I think they're the ones that are actually leasing the concessionaire stands, hiring the park attendants, etc. They're not members of the Washington Nationals Learner Organization, not the people who take tickets or at the, you know, the magnetometers or anything. I know, but when it says stadium team members, who does that mean? Well, I think the money it means, going to? I think it means they are giving it to the the DC workers. The DC workers. Yeah. I, I mean, because who like else said, would they but... give it to? I think Mike Rizzo can last a few months and Sean Doolittle and yeah, like no, every know, member know, of their staff. Yeah, totally. I mean, I hope the money's going to those people because those are the people living hand to mouth. But the thing is, we also, we can't rely on the private sector to provide help to workers because it's just not going to happen. Well, it's just too big. Um, That's why, I mean, I can't believe they've got these trillion dollar bills on thing. But I mean, this makes 2008, 2009 look like nothing. And people were totally. screaming then, boy, oh my God, 2000 now, well, but, I know, I but know, at least like, this is now, like, let's send everybody a check for 2000 bucks. I mean, two, that, well, that's what Bernie is saying. That's not what all these motherfuckers are saying. Well, no, there's a bill on the floor in the house and the Senate. I mean, and Trump is even supporting it. At least that's what was reported at three. That, the, the UBI thing isn't in that. I mean, it's on the table, but, um, the house. It's very complicated. Okay. But okay. there's like there's like tons of different whatever plans floating around. Who knows what the hell will happen? Um, but the the, the well, thing well, about let's let's get around. Let's go back to base. Let's bring this uh, let's bring this battleship back to baseball. Question: Was it absolutely necessary to cancel spring training? Now he, hear me out. Can't they continue to play for the cameras? In an empty stadium, I agree, bringing all these uh, retirees and, and people like us and stuff like that sitting shoulder to shoulder. Okay, that's dangerous. But if you test all the actual players and the managers and the staff and take out anybody that's got it, everybody else is okay. Why couldn't they just play for the cameras? No, they can't do that. Why not? There's no way. Because they're all together. Have you seen a dugout? They have to stay. I know, but I'm saying go ahead and, and preemptively test them. Preemptively test them. There's only 26 guys we on the roster. We don't. We have an incredibly limited number of tests right now. I know. There's a huge backlog. 30 teams, 26 have, person you roster. Have to, you would have to test them fucking every couple days. Okay, well, that's what they do with legal prostitutes in Nevada. Okay, why can't we do it with baseball players? Because it's we, just a swab. Because people are dying. It's not a fucking. <laughs> STD well, people PCAP. die of uh, syphilis too, or they go mad, or you know, etc. I can't even. You ridiculous! Absolutely not. That would be a massive waste of resources, and, and they would all get it. So you could say, okay, we're gonna fucking test them. All those motherfuckers would get it. All those coaches that they have, they're fucking old. All the the people that do their medical shit, those people should be doing other stuff right now. They should be helping. Fucking actual people. Okay, well, they're doing no drive-through testing no way. here no in way. Virginia, they, by the way. they had Yeah, they have it here, too. But guess what? They ran out of equipment. After, like, two days, they had to shut some of them down. And now there's a huge backlog of tests. 
We need them for the vulnerable. We need them for the elderly. We don't need them for f- motherfucking Bregman. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can I make an observation? So it Go was ahead. less than a week ago. The we were playing um, the Yankees in our spring training park, the Fit Team uh, Stadium of the West Palm Beaches. Um, and, you know, we were having a game. And those stands, this is literally last Thursday. Today we're recording. It's Wednesday, March uh, 18th. But so this was, they're playing, and it's an afternoon game, the 12th of March. And that stadium was packed. And half that stadium were Yankee fans. Now, agreed, some of the retirees are probably Yankee fans. But a lot of people came down on a plane, which is high risk, to see that stupid game. They played the entire game. And then MLB waited until after. I'm sure there was more than one afternoon game being played. But they waited until after that game was done to make their announcement to suspend the rest of spring training. But, I mean, it was just like, where was the worry among those people? And supposedly, no, hey, there's no confirmed cases. The, the number of known cases is just the tip of the iceberg. The, the testing is remarkably limited. We're not going to waste our fucking tests on Bregman and Altuve. I, we absolutely can't do that. We can't, we can't afford to test people and have them play. The virus is going to spread. Even if they did play, it would spread in a matter of games, and then it would have to end anyway. Then, then let me ask you this. If MLB is push is, is not is pushing back the season two weeks. They haven't specified. They said, okay, we're going to start the season two weeks late. But they haven't said if they're actually throwing out 14 games or 14 days of games, which is like 200-plus games across the whole league. Or are they just pushing back literally on the calendar and everything goes backwards by two weeks? So I remind you that... World Series Game 7 that we won actually dipped into Halloween Day. If the whole season goes back two weeks, are we going to be in Thanksgiving? I mean, we could potentially have snow in the World Series if this is Minnesota Twins or Toronto Blue Jays or a number of other teams. What do you think? There isn't isn't going to be a two-week pushback to this. They're They're just going to throw out two weeks. They're just going to throw it out. No, no, no. I'm saying they're not going to be fucking playing baseball this year. Oh, you don't think so? Have you looked at the models of what this is fucking going to do? Yeah. And and most of them are like six, eight weeks. The ones I've seen. No, they are not, homie. The Imperial College of London model. The one that they came out with a couple days ago, the one that made the UK government entirely reverse course, and the one that had the Trump administration drastically increase their restrictions on the guidelines for social distancing, basically said that we would have to be in isolation for the better part of five months. And Why is China, which had had the worst effects, why are they sending people back to factories to some degree? In certain parts, but they're able to do things that we're never going to be able to do. For instance, one of the things they're saying here is if someone in your household gets the coronavirus, 
that the whole household should just stay at home, right? It should quarantine for two weeks. Right. The problem is that like 70 to 80% of the spread in China was through households. So that isn't enough. That's not a fucking enough. What they started doing was they took the person who tested positive out of the house and put them into a separate quarantine facility. That shit can only happen in an authoritarian country. That's not going to happen here. People aren't going to leave their homes if they get the coronavirus. So we have drastic limitations based on the kind of society that we live in. There's no way we're going to be able to do the shit. China's going around. They're having crews sanitize the whole street Every bench, every railing, every door in Wuhan, like two times a day. We're never gonna have that. They're they're like national. You know, everything can be nationalized instantly. They're just like, we're gonna take over this factory. We're gonna build a bunch of men, build a bunch of ventilators. We're gonna make a bunch of masks. They're doing all this shit here. They haven't even started building any uh, necessary hospital beds. They're just saying, oh, we're thinking about it. Yeah, we're, we're looking at it. We're keeping an eye on it. <laughs> I know, but this, this, tsunami this predicted this tsunami exponential coming. explosion has not occurred, at least not in, maybe it did in Seattle, maybe it didn't. It, it is, it's already occurring. It's just that we don't have the tests, homie. We don't have the tests. This is not going to end in... Well, you have tests here in Fairfax County. I can call, I can walk over to the Safeway, walk into the Quest Mini Lab and get a test whenever I feel like it. It's like a mile away. I I honestly, I don't think you can. You can't do that here. You can't do that in San Francisco. Well, that's what they're advertising. That's a lie. It's not true. It's not fucking true. They're shutting it down. They're trying to prioritize people. Even after you get a test, it takes several days. So the testing capability is going to drastically increase in the next couple days. And so we're going to start to see a, to see a massive increase in the numbers. That's not because there's just a massive increase in the number of people that have coronavirus. It's just that our ability to measure it is increasing. But this virus, you know, the numbers of the CDC do not represent what's actually happening. And the two weeks thing is just to help us all mentally cope with what's coming because we're going to have to be in isolation for the better part of the rest of this year. And after they try to lower this curve to get it under control, because we're not going to reach peak until like May is what they're saying. You can't go out in the peak. You can't fucking go out. So it's another like four weeks after that. So that's like just until the first wave. And then when you start loosening the isolation policy, then you get a second wave of cases. Then you have to start unquarantining people city by city and transferring ventilators to the city that has the increase of demand and then shut that down again when it gets too high and then move to another. This is going to be a long-term fucking thing. And I would bet money right now that we're not going to see any baseball anytime soon. Well, that's a cheery thought, especially <laughs> for this podcast. Thank you for that apocalyptic vision. I'm just telling So I you, should go to Dick's, they, get that gun, blow my brains insane. out, because I don't know how I can sit here and do nothing for six months. I don't know how most people can. I think you'll have... X number of people will die of the virus. The others will die of malnutrition, starvation, 
and all sort of the consequences of not having food or income and being thrown out of their houses and et cetera. Absolutely. Et cetera. The, the secondary effects of this virus, I think, will be so this is walking dead. just as damaging. We are living in walking it's dead. It's not walking dead. It's We're not just walking around dead. the woods with guns. Don't want, first of all, the access to food has not ended in any of these other places, right? Like, they still have food in Italy. The problem is, are the people that um, do security at Nat Stadium going to have money to buy it. You know what I mean? That's what this, that's my concern. Well, there are massive food. I mean, Sean Doolittle, your favorite, he and his wife are putting up this massive food bank for people in the area. And uh, I'm sure more than other people are too, but they're uh, donating their fortune. A food bank is, is you can't have a bunch of people going to a normal food bank like you do. What they did in, in countries like China, I believe they did this in Vietnam, several other Asian countries, they have like little to-go food banks, right? So like you have people go and deliver the food to the elderly or to people that need it. So we're going to have to build a totally new infrastructure, totally new social infrastructure for people that basically can't come into contact with one another except, you know, through a doorway for five seconds at a time or through the internet. It's it's gonna be whack. It's gonna be whack. Well, what an enjoyable comedy broadcast. Um, <laughs> well, this, I mean, I don't know what you want me to fucking tell you, but like I said, everyone, no one can cope with this because a week ago we were basically living in denial. We could go about doing our shit as normal, and uh, now we're like, oh, yeah. Well, shit. yeah. The tipping point seemed to be last Wednesday night when Trump gave that Oval Office. I mean, everything happened after that. I mean the. Everybody, I mean, the sports team suspended their seasons, Broadway shut down, movie theaters, restaurants, bars, blah, 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 blah. It just like it was domino effect after that 8 o'clock p.m. broadcast. Um, but they've known. They've known for, for two months at least. They should have known since December. Well, he was saying it was a hoax, right? So you were getting mixed messaging from different people. Well, people in the government knew. He didn't hurt. People were telling him. And he was in denial, just like most of the well, population. Well, so was, so was Fox. They kept saying, I mean, Sean Hannity. Oh, I know, I know, people, I know. Yeah. Totally, totally. So they were lying to and people, there's, too. There's, but... still, there's still false information out there that isn't necessarily, uh, they're not intending to do it. But there are a lot of misconceptions, and we don't understand this fucking virus. There's not accurate information. It's so new. Okay, so do you have anything? So this is supposed to be the what me worry quarantine palooza. Do you have absolutely anything um, upbeat, funny, or uh, you know, is is there a zombie out there with with us? You know, even though your heart is sinking, laugh, zombie laugh. Um, (laughs) Anything? Something? Baby zombie in stroller. Does a somersault. No? There's not going to be any sports. It's just not going to fucking happen. Well, what about electronic sports? What if entrepreneurs get together, people like you, uh, there in in Albuquerque, uh, hook up with your friends in Austin and up in San Francisco Bay Area and say, you know what? We've got, we've got, 
you know, we put all these electrodes on Sean Doolittle and Max Scherzer and Bryce Harper and all these guys. We, we can make a game, a game that you can do in real time and you can do it among hundreds of people, um, you know, through, uh, uh, you know, through through the Internet and we can play baseball. We can have them out there just the same way we have video games now, but let's do it with actual live living players that can't get together, but we've got enough on them that we can come up with a 3D image of them, which looks decent enough to be recognizable. And these things have become, you know, really incredible these days. Um, Let's just play and then let's play them in real time and have you be Sean Doolittle, have your, have your cat be Max Scherzer, you know, have, have your mom be Juan Soto. Um, why can I we mean, do that? Maybe that's what happens. You know, the yeah. movie theaters, like all the stuff that was going to be, I was just hearing this yesterday, all the stuff that was going to come out at the movie theaters, all their, you know, big spring things. Now they're streaming to you and it's like 20 bucks, but they're saying, Hey, look, 20 bucks is a lot less than you would have paid for the tickets, for the parking, for the popcorn, for all the other shit that you would have had to buy. 20 bucks is a deal. And you get to see a first run movie. Torian. Emma. Emma, yeah, right, right, right. So that's supposed to be it was supposed to be a big, uh, much uh, looked to uh, thing that they're going to do um, by streaming. So you know it'll be a completely yeah. different model, but at least they recover some well, money. Well, that movie that movie was released a month ago. Did it so ever get into a theater? Run. That so like make, doing an, a new adaptation of Emma is very different than doing James Bond, right? A lot more people are going to see James Bond than the 80th fucking Emma. You know what I'm saying? Well, is there another James Bond? I thought there was a girl James Bond. Yes, they delayed it. They delayed it. Okay. So they're just putting it back a year. So the huge, huge movies that rely on blockbuster type shit. IMAX, surround sound. Truly like multiplex movies. Whereas the Emma movie, that's more like, that's more suited to video on demand. Okay, well, good point. So let's have all the little women movies all the parasite movies you know these smaller films they can stream can't they i mean people have the tvs people at home are better than some of these theaters i know but but okay yeah you can still get your entertainment sir yes mr (laughs) infinite jess the problem is there are people that run netflix stock is through the roof i'm gonna be a billionaire i won't need food i can eat netflix stock it, it relies on new content. They're not going to be at, they're shutting down production. Well, I, you, I, you don't think that 2 million movies they have in inventory is going to last a little while? Yeah, they can. I think that a lot of what they, a lot of what they do is like, you know, people watching Friends or people watching exactly. The Office. Over it. Over top it. Ones. Over again. I mean, they've got the original Star Trek and they suppose, according to their numbers, people watch it like a billion times. So... That's a lot of what they do. I mean, there's only so many new movies that they get. I know it is, but I don't think they're going to expand. Like, if you want Netflix, the the people that want Netflix are already paying for Netflix. I don't think there's that many people who are like, oh, shit, I can't see Emma. I guess I'm going to buy Netflix for the first time. Like, I doubt it. Well, you're going to go back and do all the things. Like, I mean, uh, keep hearing people, you know, uh, on the radio or, you know, on blogs and podcasts and stuff like that. I'm finally going to go back and watch The Sopranos. I never watched it. I'm finally going to go back and watch all episodes of Breaking Bad. I never watched that. You know, so there's a lot of catching up to do uh, that's going to take months. Okay, these motherfuckers were already <laughs> sitting on their ass on the couch yes. anyway. Yep. 
fucking watching all of Russian Doll in a weekend. Like, that's what these people were already doing. I don't think those are the same as the sports people. I don't know what the sports obsessed people No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what, what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to be euthanized or maybe put into a deliberate coma for three months. I don't know what I'm going to do. So were you paying any attention to spring training while it was actually going on? Um, no, not after we left. Okay. So I just wanted to mention that Doolittle and Hudson look like crap. Yeah. They're for, they look like it was their first season in double A. Well, I mean, Basically. you're supposed to suck in spring training. Okay. Right. All right. Well, that's, that's one argument, but you don't expect, the, we were, okay. We ended the season six and 10. Two of those wins, two of the 10 that we lost were against the Marlins, the last place, the 30th place team. Now, you could argue, well, maybe the Marlins were playing their best guys and we were playing, you know, Dave was trying out guys from the minor leagues and seeing how they would do under pressure and all that could be true. It's just a little bit disheartening when the World Series defender can't seem, you know, is is working sort of at almost is six to ten. They are over five hundred. I can't say they're the worst, but they're not good. Now, if you're right, you'll say, well, it doesn't matter if there's no baseball for another, baseball, you know, eighteen dude, months. Who gives a shit? But um, I don't know what we're gonna have to like transition this podcast into some other kind of podcast. <laughs> we're gonna need to Westworld, authorize the whatever human the apocalypse construction act. It's going to be the Escape from L.A. podcast. Okay, good. Oh, I like that. Escape from Albuquerque. <laughs> we, yeah, I mean, look, the psychological toll of this, obviously the most important people are the people that are going to be directly suffering as a result of the virus. But for the rest of us, what the fuck is my brain going to do for six months without normal social interaction in the real world? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Well, Bernice, what do you have to say? You people soil your diapers every time there is a new version of human influenza. In my computing world, global viruses have existed since the early years of the Internet. The virus creeper first infected the Internet in 1971, 25 years before the network was fully declassified and released for private and commercial use. Today, over a dozen, global computer viruses regularly steal personal data, shut down giant companies, and ransom trillions of dollars in economic value, and we don't even use toilet paper. Okay, well I'm sure this has been very entertaining for everybody, and uh, while people throw their hangman's noose over the supporting beam of their roof, uh, while we... <laughs> Come to the end of this. Thank you very much, Cassia and Bernice. And uh, we're just going to have to see what happens. And hopefully uh, things will go better than Cassia's forecast. <laughs> You can find this podcast on the built-in iPod apps on your Apple or Android phones, iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, PodStation, Stitcher, Spreaker, and most of your favorite pod players. You can also follow us on Twitter at 
at CheapSeatsDC, or you can email us at thecheapseatsdc at gmail.com. See you next time on From the Cheap From the Cheap Seats Podcast is a public service provided by Thad Helsley Media LLC 2020. All rights reserved.